Benfica Podcast is one of the founding members of Benfica Independent. Benfica Independent is an independent platform made by fans for fans. And in it, you can find our podcast, along with many other podcasts, along with articles of opinion, video segments, and much, much more. We're also on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent, with exclusive contents for our patrons. Hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de, de este equipo. Sí, es un club que tiene una grandeza que no se comprende si no estás aquí dentro. Son de una magia única, benfiquista. Son nos sentimos así. Por muchos desgustos que podamos tener, valores más altos se levantan. E o valor mais alto que se levanta em termos futebolísticos chama-se Benfica. Quero o Benfica a intimidar o adversário. Quero um manto sagrado entrar por vocês em qualquer estado. E estados, pá! É isso que eu quero! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Dolby Fica podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumasic, coming to you live every week to talk Benfica. With me, as always, Cristiano Oliveira. Cristiano, como é que é, amigo? Tudo bem? Cristiano, how are you, my friend? Every week we start this beautiful podcast with the need sometimes to correct you. You said, welcome to another Benfica podcast every week. We're not every week. It's almost every no, week, no, except International people. Week. Okay, now we're good. Don't mislead the <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I had to do that correction. With us always, uh, also the other Oliveira with the DE in front of uh, Oliveira. What's happening, Dave? What's going on, Alfredo and Cristiano? Good to be back after the uh, week off. Hope you guys uh, enjoyed it, it along wonderful. with the uh, Freddies. Hope they enjoyed uh, the time away from us and. Uh, some of them already are active in the chat, so good to uh, have the Freddies uh, back with us. Sir, well Freddies, press the like button. Let's go right. smash the like button. So, Dave, the only thing sadder than, than not having Benfica football for a few weeks is having to come do the podcast. That's the only thing sadder. I was kind of hoping this, this holiday would be extended because I'm in no mood to talk about so stupid. Uh, it was Tasa Portugal, right? Yeah. Or was it Tasa Portugal? The win's a win, Chris. I mean, shit. Nowadays, you take them how you could get them off there. I hear you. <laughs> you know, a, a win I, is I a win. Let's uh, let's say hello to the Freddies, Diogo Reis, uh, Tony Fig, Manny Valadão, Abola Cadernes, Nuno M, Fabs Eight Thousand, and Jason Gaidola are the I, ones. I got a question for for Bola Cadernes, bro. Go ahead. He says Alfredo, Cristiano, Dave, Henry, Carragher, Mika Richards, Benfica podcast. Oh, okay. So he says, Alfredo, Cristiano, Dave, I guess we're better than Carragher, Epa. Henry, and Mika. And then he says, Benfica podcast better than CBS Champions League. I mean, Ebola, we don't agree on much, but no, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we agree on this. I, I was, the question I was going to pose is, out of the three, which one am I, Ebola? Unless he... Right now, the fat guy. He didn't do respectively, you know. So Henry, Carragher, Mika Richards. 
I'm the host, so the host is uh, is, is that uh, young woman, what's right? What's her name? I know it's Kate something. Kate Abadu, I think. I don't know. I don't. I don't. It's not the show that I watch. Dilgray <laughs> oh. says, "Who's this negative Nancy dressed as Dave's cousin, Chris?" I don't know. I don't he know lost. how to answer that. I know. He lost. Who's this negative Nancy dressed as Dave? I don't know. Who is it? I don't know. I'm, I'm lost. Dave's cousin. Chico Mar- you know, you're my cousin. You're always my prime. Chico Marcelino is here also. Now that we Chico Marcelino is here, we could start. We're always waiting on Chico Marcelino. And the Chico. Chico, in the topo saber o que é que tu fazes, pá? That you're up at this time of the of uh, of the day or the night for you, I should say. Uh, he's a podcast uh, connoisseur. He's a podcast uh, archiver. Yeah, he 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 listens to Steve. Oh, okay. Does the rounds? He makes the rounds. He listens yeah. to every Vifiga podcast I think out there. Anybody yeah. does a podcast out of a closet, Fiku's is listening. He's, he's, he's listening oh, maybe he has like a, a night shift at the morgue or something. I don't know. Always they always yeah. make up these these lives for these people that I have no idea. Just guessing. I'm a gra- he's a graphic designer. Look he's, at that. He could. He could he's a graphic designer. Logo. Okay, tá explicado então. I I I live in Porto. Which is uh, three, three hours less than Lisbon, so we're good. I got a question for Chico before we get started. Are you on Chico Scoopa Las Stars? I'm sorry. Are you on on social media, Twitter, or whatever? Or I X, think he is. I, I think I've seen Chico on on X or Twex. Oh, Del Tasca says maybe he works at night like me. Yeah, Del Tasca, what do you do, man? You work at night. He works at night. He works at night, but what does he do? Does he uh, walk the streets or? I tell you, man, these Freddies, man, thank you guys. I mean, the dedication. Is he a by, DJ by or? Us. It's fantastic to have these guys on here talking to us. Look, some of these guys are working. Is it them zakiy for shit? Let's talk about what what matters. Yeah, I think uh, you know the the biggest thing is that I always try to do a little a no, little. No, look fab night shift gang. Night shift gang, two forty-two a.m. Yeah, no, look, I, I, we appreciate you, your dedication to uh, make time, especially this late at night, to uh, to put us on, to to keep you company, regardless of what you're doing, crochet, renda, graphic arts. You know, it's uh, it, it's it's nice that you put us on, and we keep you company, and you guys go about your business while you're listening to uh, to our somebody, silliness. Somebody, it's not it, it's not a hard measure. There's not much to compete with at this time. And I not my nada. You know what I mean? Like, oh, so let's listen to these to these bozos. I'm another fazer. Chico Marcelino says he's uh, he's a DJ also actually. Chico, do you do uh, sets on Twitch? There's a lot of DJs doing sets on Twitch. Everybody's a freaking DJ now. Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. With uh, DJ, DJ Natural Fire, which is, uh, I'm, I'm assuming he's a DJ also. I so DJs, man. That's why they're up at night. They're, they're working on those mixes. We call them all. They all they all do what'd you say? The mix, would you just call it? Which? Do you do sets? Do they do sets on Twitch? That's what I'm saying. So Nim Kazar, we'll come with all stores, they all gonna do a set. They do a set, like thirty minutes each. Portuguese weddings in Yeah. Uh Del Tashka says he works at Pink Dos night shift. 
Yeah, that works too, man. Yeah, you know, there's guys. Yeah, there's guys that just put us on, and and we keep them company while they have to uh, work for a living, which is uh, which is the same. A shame. Most of us do. Anyway, let's get on with this podcast. Uh, I always like to 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 talk a little a little nonsense for the first uh, five ten minutes of the podcast. Let everybody come in. Let everybody get warmed up. Let everybody say hello so we could see everyone that's on a chat. But tonight, episode 507, we got the Famalicão recap. Taça de Portugal, Benfica was back in action uh, after the international break. We'll also look ahead and, and maybe just a little a little peekaboo ahead uh, to enter. Uh, I don't, I'll find out what everybody's expectations are for, for the game. And we'll look uh, also ahead to this weekend's game against Mourinense, a team that has been doing uh, pretty well after being promoted to the first league uh, last year. So uh, let's get into this uh, Famalicão game, Taça de, de Portugal game at Stadio Luge, crowd of 52,000. Truben was in goal, Auschwitz, Silva, Otamendi, Morato, Tino, Neves, Di Maria, Rafa, João Mário, Tankstead. Chris, uh, repeat of the same 11 with the exception of Tankstead. Uh, was it a reward for Tankstead, you think? Or do you think that at this point, Roger Schmidt wants to maybe ride some of the motivation that thinks that has you asking me yeah well i i think it's a combination of a few things one it's as, as you mentioned you know he's rewarding him for for his hard work in, in the previous game uh that never say die attitude and, and and always trying to give it his all i think that's that's the least we could ask from our from our strikers the other thing is as we talked in the chat today with, with steve i mean He's looking for anything with a heart pulse to give <laughs> this team any type of light. It's not like lightning in a bottle. Yeah, yeah. And like I told you know Steve in the chat, any little thing, any little positive thing done for many of the three, and that means Cabral, Musa, and Tankstad, it, it is gonna look, it's gonna stand out like a sore thumb because it, it's not that hard to do anything that's impressive nowadays compared to what everyone else is doing. So. I think Raj is just trying to find his, his, his core 11, and I think he's found it, uh, with the exception of now when Koksu comes back, he's going to have to make some decisions. But I think he's found his 11. Obviously, he's sticking with um, Morato at left back. Uh, the whole right back situation is still a work in progress, but once Spock comes back, I think he's going to get inserted into the right back, or Arsenal is just going to stay there. We'll see what happens. But uh, the one negative, the one, the one that, the, the one. What can I say? The one question mark that, that Roger Schmidt, and I think every Benfica, every Benfica fan around the world has at this moment is, who in the world is going to grab this opportunity and run with it? And I think Tank's that right now, it's his turn. Yeah. But as I spoke to you earlier and spoke to the guys earlier, I think we've seen a lot of these articles now that, that you're seeing written about uh, Tank's that and movement without the ball and getting in behind the fenders and creating space. And, and I'm pretty sure the Freddies who are you know listening to us and, and once again thank you guys for listening to us they they they'll recall i mentioned the same thing a month ago month and a half ago about a same article about musa who made the runs behind the defender and he pressed and <laughs> and you know come out. And so now it's just like they're just regurgitating the same story the just changing the name the and now it's thanks that's yeah it, it's it's thanks that's uh name uh with the exception of musa so look i just hope that whomever gets that opportunity man takes advantage of it presses because we'd see that the first line of press is nowhere to be seen compared to last season 
So if they're at least doing that and helping the team out in that sense, I think I think they're going to get more opportunities than the other guy. But we'll see what happens. At the end of the day, man, I want a striker. Yeah. Chris, let me ask you this. In the back of the net. But hey, so as I talk about it. Voila, voila. I want a striker to put the ball in the back of the net. I can care less about everything else. That's what I. That's why we paid twenty twenty five million for Cabral, is to put the ball in the back of the net. I can care less about everything else. So until these guys start doing that, man, it's not going to be easy. If you're a betting man, Chris, um, do you think Benfica goes and grabs a striker as part of some of the players they're going to be picking up in the winter transfer window? We've had this conversation. Have we? I called you and Dave crazy. Yeah, in the last podcast, I apologized to you and Dave. As you recall, Dave? You apologize, but I'm not really sure what he apologized for, Dave. You apologize, but that wasn't for the striker. No, it wasn't. Right? That, was, it that was, was for the Bovista player. Yes, but it was it was due to the player player acquisition, Benfica reinforcing themselves. So it, it goes hand in hand. I, I, I still believe that the whole decision will be made based on where uh, on what Benfica does here with the next two games in, in the Champions League. Are they going to do the bare minimum and stay alive in the Europa League? Or are they going to bow out, bow out of the Europa League, which then I, I don't believe they're going to get in. Do you think, uh, they, Roger? The Europa League, I think there's, there's, there's a possibility. Um, There's a possibility that they do go out and get somebody else. But at the same time, I mean... I don't know, man. Alfred, I, I'm so confused. I'm being serious. We barely talk about this off air. A lot of times I call you to, to vent my frustrations. And I haven't done so lately, but I, I'm really confused. Um, of, Like how to, how to go about how to read this team right now. Because I, I told you here from last season, towards the end of last season, to, to this off season, to, to the beginning of the season. And, and Dave, you, you'll, you'll recall this. You know, I made the, the point many times that Benfica's never been this healthy finance-wise, fi financially-wise, in our lifetime. And, and all of a sudden, you know, you've seen them having to force the sale of Gonzalo Ramos and, and this. And that. it's just, I don't know where this team stands, Alfredo. Do I think Benfica needs to go out and reinforce and bring themselves, if none of these three guys, I mean, they got a month left, right? If none of this, these three guys grab the opportunity by the horns, like I said before, I mean, I... I would I would go out and get somebody, but do do they have the money? Especially considering the fact that they're not going to get that injection of money from the Champions League football. So again, I don't know how to read this, man. I, I'm being honest. I, I'm 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 completely fooled, lost. I I don't know how to read this. Yeah, Abolo Caderno says Enrique Araujo is much better than than Cabral. We were just commenting that today on a chat, and how I was saying it's a shame that Enrique Araujo hasn't developed in the same manner that we thought that he would develop because we thought that out of a few strikers coming out of uh, the Seychelles or players coming out of the Seychelles, he looked the guy with most potential, but he was, he, he never really, he never really caught fire or, or even catch a, a spark to be even considered. He's not catching fire there now. Neither. Yeah, but I mean, he's, uh, it's, it's different, right? Because there's, there's teams that, that have a, a different style of play that, uh, it, they may focus more on defending and being compact and, and a certain style of possession. And, and sometimes it doesn't suit the, the players. 
as it should. Well, I don't know. I haven't I mean, watched some Fumalico all that much, so I don't. I really don't know. But I, I, I'm thinking, and Dave, you could look this up while we talk about it. But I don't think Ricardo has scored many goals for Fumalico. Probably not. Um, I just went while while Dave looks. Uh, they're not even for Fumalico. It was for the national team. That's the only two yeah. goals. Right. So he hasn't even season. he hasn't even scored. They're having a hard time beating out a Benfica reject playing and it's up top which is the kid that big ball for three million for Victoria John, John Dur- yeah um I don't know man um so we'll, we'll, we'll see we'll see but I, I I'm with you Chris I think it's these next weeks and, and how uh Europe develops is gonna say a lot about how Benfica is going to approach the market in the winter but now let me ask you a question sure go ahead right let, let... I'm going to pose the question for you and Dave, because you guys like asking me questions. Sure. Um, let's assume that Benfica does miraculously stay alive and, and progress into the, I don't want to call it, Susan. But whatever, they bow out of the Champions League and they, and, and they, and they you know, fall down to the Europa League, right? Do you think they go get a striker? Let's assume they've progressed. They've 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 made it to the to your belief. What do you guys say? You know, I say I ahead, say Dave. no because there's there's bigger holes in this team that need to be uh, taken care of before the striker position. Right now, we've got strikers. They just don't know. They're not playing at their their top capabilities right now. But if you look at our defense, we've got holes on the left. We've got holes on the right um, that need to be taken care of. So. Uh, I, I would take care of those, and I would also look at bringing in, bringing in another uh, winger to play with no wings, and I don't know if that's just Roger Saad where he wants to send everything through the middle, but we have no uh, wingers either. So yeah. if if we're short on cash and we can only uh, make uh, one or two uh, transfers, I'm not spending it on a striker. We fix our fullbacks uh, for... Yeah. I think there's definitely uh, other priorities, and uh, I, I think that if we don't go to Europe, uh, Roger Schmidt may very well say to Rui Costa, I'm good where we're at right now in terms of the options that we have. But it's like the fact that Di Maria is our best scorer, and, and granted, Di Maria does score goals, right? But our best scorer should always be uh, one of the forwards. But the fact that they haven't played consistently well, kind of takes that away. I wouldn't have a problem with Di Maria being our leading goal scorer if he's 23. The fact that he's 36, that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> that's my problem with Di Maria. <laughs> no, you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, just a, a couple more things before we get into the game. Gedge was not on the bench uh, after the, the press con- – or actually the flash interview because there was no press conference uh, again, and, and we'll get into that in a little bit. I'll, I'll give some context to the folks. Uh, but uh, Roger Schmidt did say to Sport TV Flash Interview, which is that interview they do immediately after the game, that uh, Gedz had picked up a knock in training, wasn't feeling well, so he didn't uh, make the roster, but he felt that there was nothing of alarming that he should be back uh, this week and in, in ready for, for action. I don't know if for Inter, but maybe perhaps Morenes. Um Getting into the game... I thought that it was uh, it, w- it was good uh, from Roger Schmidt, the the team that he lined up right. For for one, we're coming off of uh, international break, so 
the customary we're going to rotate the squad and give guys some rest i don't think it would apply here for one you kind of want get you want to get guys back on the field getting back into the rhythm and the second one is the fact that you knew that Fomalikon was going to be a, a, a tough game because Fomalikon has been doing well this season. Uh, an entertaining half, uh, I thought, uh, back and forth. And, and when you have a Tasset Portugal game, it kind of changes the context, right? Because now teams are not coming to, to Stade Luz hoping uh, that they could get that point, which is which is great in their run, right? Because their, their, their campeonato or their league is not against Sporting, it's not against Porto, it's not against Benfica, it's not against Braga. Their campeonato is won or loss or whatever their objectives have for the season in terms of what where more or less on the table they want to be. Their campeonato is with their direct opponents, teams that vie for those same positions. So I think that when teams come to Stade de Luge, getting one point is, is great because... The assumed is that that's going to be a guaranteed loss. So right off the bat, uh, Famalicão playing very open, uh, playing like they they wanted to dispute the game, right? Uh, and look, just just taking advantages. They know that both Auschwitz and uh, Muratu are not, not their natural positions are not fullback. So all the time they were exploring the spaces behind. Auschner's back behind Murato's back to, with speed that they had from that guy uh, Puma. Uh, so that was how, and I remember Trubin making a couple saves. Uh, we had that shot from Auschner's also. Uh, thanks that through ball that he had one touch too many and he lost the angle. Then he had a, a shot the minute afterwards. The Di Maria shot also, which the goalkeeper made a save that I, I don't even know how he saw that ball. He only saw that ball after the ball got past players, and that was a really, really good save. And then Truven had a couple saves also before the end of the half, but the teams go into the locker room uh, tied, and, and it could have been a, a half where we saw goals from, from both sides because both sides had opportunities to score. Um Second half, Benfica started well. We had that Otamendi Heather in, uh, in to open the half. Then we had that Rafa miss in the 59th uh, minute, and then things just got a lot easier for Benfica. 72nd minute, an own goal by the Famalicão player who was he wasn't even central with the goal, and I thought that he probably felt that if I get my foot on this ball, this ball is going to go out. But as it turns out, he didn't get his whole foot on a ball, just hit his toe, and then ended up angling into uh, into the goal. It cleared the path for Benfica, who was struggling at the moment, and I, I even think that it wasn't their best moment of the game uh, when uh, when, the, when the own goal happened. Go ahead, Chris. What did you want to say? Nothing. I just said, thank goodness. Keep going. Yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> um yeah, and then and then we had uh, I believe we we had the ejection not too long after that, and then the seventy seventh minute uh, Rafa uh, off of João Mario feed was able to uh, get one of those uh, pizzi classic plays uh, comes inside, goes for the far corner uh, on a low shot, and uh, I think that that at that time was all all she wrote. But up until that time, and and for as much as Mefica was struggling. No subs. First substitutions came in in the 79th minute. Koksu came in for Tino and Musa came in for Tankstead. And I, I don't know, man. It, it, you know, it's one of those things, again, that we're sitting on our couches 
and we're going, man, this the game needs this. And how does Schmidt and his his helpers on the bench not um, not do anything about it? I don't, I don't. I just don't think. I don't think. And oftentimes, I, I listen to Roger Schmidt and what he says. And look, a lot of a lot of times is. He's careful with what he says because he doesn't really want to shit on the team. But sometimes he says, we were playing well. The team was performing well. We were moving the ball around. And, and I was, I'm, I, I'm left wondering, what game is he watching? Is it the same one that I am? Because that's, I, th- those are not the things that I see. The only thing more asinine than that was this comment in today's presser where he said the team is on the right path. <laughs> well, I, you know, I don't know if where? they're – don't know. We don't know. <laughs> well, the path could be much worse too, right? If uh, we don't get those two goals against Sporting, and uh, it could be a worse. There's always a worse path. So, for sure. Yeah. We'll I mean, put it that way. Dave, I'm glad you brought you you put a positive spin on it because I was, I, you know, it was only until Alfredo made that comment about his statement that that I jumped in with with his asinine comment today, but. I was going to try to inject some positivity, Dave. So thank you for doing it for me. Because I was going to say, look, I, I really told myself before we went live that I'm going to try my very best not to be negative, right? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, a win is a win. But damn, Alfredo, as you mentioned, you're sitting there scratching your head, right? I'm not understanding why Jomaru is on the pitch. Why is he even starting, let alone being on the pitch? And then it's like 70th. 75th minute. So, I mean, look, I don't want to be too negative. I don't want to beat up on the guy too much. But, yeah, man, definitely a bunch of head scratchers. I, I don't understand a lot of, of, of what's going on, uh, a lot of the decisions he's been making of late. But this is, you know, his MO. This is who he's been. He did this all last year. But last year, we all came on here, and we kind of gave him a pass because we weren't deep. There were very few options at the time, right? When especially when guys were hurt and tired, it wasn't like we were 16, 17, 18 players deep. And now this year, we might not have the quality, but we have quantity. And it seems as if he is not trusting them or he's choosing not to use here. So um don't understand, but look at the end of the day, luckily that 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 center back came in and I think he attempted to cortar a baller with the wrong foot, and well, obviously couldn't get his couldn't get his yeah. foot his whole foot on the ball. And uh, you know, unfortunate deflection for him. I'm pretty sure the rivals are going to accuse him of intentionally scoring. <laughs> how it is, uh, but at the end of the day, look, it was important to give the team a breather. Roger finally made some more changes. We finally scored another goal. <laughs> and at the end of the day, you're looking at the score box. You see two zero. Like, okay, cool. I didn't watch the game. Must have been comfortable, but. I mean, everything about Benfica this year has been anything welcome. Yeah. No, it's – and look, uh, like you said, a, a win is a win, and, and I'll take it, especially in the Portuguese Cup. We also got to look at, you know, out of all the the, the four big teams in, in Portugal, uh, Braga played Portimonense, which they they beat comfortably, and we played Famalicão. Both Porto and Sporting played teams of the fourth – division in Portugal so I mean we had a hard we had a hard task and, has and, Porto played I'm sorry Dave, has Porto no. played the first division over the last like three or four years no. last year they played everybody in probably just at the, in the finals 
Oh, yeah. I think yeah. even even the semifinals were were against yeah. uh, last uh, year. The whole side of the bracket was against the uh, you know uh, butchers and carpenters. <laughs> Padeiros. <laughs> no, nothing against those. Nothing against those professions, by the way. No, but yeah, it's, see, we're all second division. Those guys aren't even pilots or whatever. They're 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 professionals. They're second division. Yeah. But yeah, the the road is again. Maybe that's the road that Roger Schmidt was talking about. The road to a bunch of. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, Dave? <laughs> the road to nowhere. Well, the draw the draw takes place tomorrow. We'll see if we yeah. get an easier draw this uh, for this upcoming round. But yeah, we're getting first division clubs. They're getting Montalegre yeah. and. Uh, it, it always seems to teams that I never heard that, of uh, that way. Yeah, exactly. So we'll yeah, see if we got lady lady luck quotation marks on our side. Uh, yeah, so eight teams left uh, in the competition. Um, sixteen. Sixteen. Sorry, six teams left in the competition. So eight games to to take place. And right now, there's only one team that's not on Portugal's first two divisions that are still in the competition, which is Amarante. Uh, so it's it's very possible that uh, that Porto will get Amarant, which is basically the outskirts okay. of Porto. Can we can we go to FanDuel or DraftKings and bet on it? <laughs> bet on a draw. They get Amarant. <laughs> I don't think uh, I don't I don't think so. I don't think that FanDuel goes yeah. that deep. I uh, should. In Portugal, nice, maybe. In Portugal, maybe. A nice, a nice, nice, easy bet right there. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, like I said, a win is a win, and we continue our our trek to um to the Portuguese Cup uh, trophy that we haven't won as as regularly as we should be winning. So uh, it's quite a it's quite a shame that Benfica hasn't done better in its competition. But hopefully this this will be the year. We always have uh, those same hopes. Dave, some stats on this game so we can move on to the next. Bring him uh, back up. I was bringing up the uh, Grimaldo uh, stats. Here. No, don't do it. Don't uh, do it. Well, somebody in, in the chat was saying that Grimaldo's outscored all of our strikers, and I had to look it up, and it's true. It's Grimaldo true. with uh, seven, Musa four, Cabral two, Tankstead two. So, I mean, shout out to Grimaldo. He, I guess he, he deserved it, but uh, he's putting in the work, and it's paying off. But uh, eighth consecutive season that uh, Benfica's made the uh, the round of 16 for the Tasa Portugal, and uh, the draw occurs tomorrow at 1 p.m. Portugal uh, time. Uh, so nice and early here. What's uh, eight. what's that for us? 8 a.m. East Coast. There we go. So yeah, we'll so see, maybe on uh, your tomorrow's breakfast. Yeah, on your on your way to work, uh, put on the something, the radio or something. Listen to it. Anyway. Uh, it is what it is. We move on, and that's that's all that matters. Coming up next, Champions League match day five, Internazionale. We'll uh, we'll travel to Lisbon to Stadio de Luz to to play, and uh, and and Chris Internazionale has already said, or Mancini Mancini is their coach, right? Mancini? No, Inzaghi. Inzaghi. Sorry, I get those confused. Um, he's already said that he's going to rest some, rest some players. There's also some pro- players with, with knocks. I think that Dumfries uh, is probably not going to uh, or didn't travel. I don't, I don't know what their travel is, to be honest with you. But Inzaghi has already said that he was going to rest players. Chris, um, if, you're, if you're Benfica, you're feeling good about uh, your, your chances here against Inter, the fact that they're going to uh, rest some players? 
I mean, foot snow é assim, nem as mola, metem-me lixados, não vamos lá. <laughs> nem assim, é pá. It, it should be an incentive for the team, right? Look at these guys. They're coming with, the, with their B squad. Uh, and they're confident enough know, they're going to beat us. You think that's an incentive? If I was on, if I was on, I'd, I'd be offended. Well, that's what I'm saying. It should be motivation for Benfica. Oh, okay. An incentive, yeah, I mean, right, be, to win this game. But at the same time, I think I'd understand. Like, they qualify, they're through. So, listen, we have to do what we have to do regardless of who's on the other side. I think hope of continuing and playing in an international competition They have to take this very, this game very seriously. They're playing at home, and they have to do everything they can to to come away with minimum, minimum, minimum a point, and hope that Sociedad handles their business in the other game and like still has a heartbeat going into the final game, group stage. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it just depends how they spin it. But yeah, I mean, look, I'm with you. It it, it could be. You know, very disrespectful, but at the same time, I think these guys all understand that. It's just what it is. Yeah, I think... They're, uh, they're coming off a game against Juve this Juve. past weekend, and then they've got Napoli this upcoming weekend, so yeah. they've probably got an eye on yeah. the cultural and the city where they've already wrapped it up. Though, first place is still up for grabs, and I guess they're going to put all their eggs in the basket uh, against... Sociedad in the last game, but uh, they definitely got an eye. Uh, I guess uh, looking at uh, Napoli this uh, this upcoming weekend. Yeah, I I, I kind of I I have a, a bit of a feeling that uh, that Salzburg may get a, a positive result against uh, Sociedad, either a tie. I don't think they will win, but they're very capable playing at home in Austria to get a positive result against Sociedad, especially. With Sociedad thinking that, you know, we, we could we could relax a little bit. Maybe we don't go 100% and we still have chances. I think that uh, it's going to be a tricky know, fixture, you, I think, man. I, I think I think that Sociedad is looking at this tomorrow. To wrap it up? Understanding that Inter is, is already announced. I mean, Nuno's saying here on the, on the chat that backup goalie is playing tomorrow. Yes. Confirmed for, for Inter. You know, Sociedad might be saying, look, this is our opportunity to stamp our, you know, to, to get our authority on that first place because then all they need is a draw. They don't even need a win in the last game against Inter. So, look, I don't follow them as close, obviously. I don't know what their intentions are, but I, I think you could spin it both ways, Alfredo. I mean, uh, Salzburg has a competent team. They're not as bad. They're, they're not as weak as some of these other uh, pot four teams and other groups. Yeah, They can play. They got some good young players would try to make a name for themselves who want to get to these bigger teams. So they're going to try to make an impression um, against, especially, you know, the better teams in a group. And so I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they pull off a, a result, but at the same time, I think Sociedad looks at this and it's an opportunity to, to wrap up first place. We saw last year, right. With the, the draw, Benfica coming out in first place and, and getting blue Bruges and then, you know, PSG who they, they want the losing because they got, who, who did PSG get again? Um, Was it Madrid? Might yes, see no. Newcastle. Madrid. Madrid. Got no, Madrid. no, no, no. Last year. Oh, last year. No, but Benfica got Madrid, but then remember they had to redraw. That was two oh. two seasons. Was it two seasons? No, no, last season. No, it was two seasons. That's uh. Oh, I don't know. 
Yeah. And uh, and Real Sociedad doesn't necessarily have a, a a tough match over the weekend. They play Osasuna on Sunday, so uh, they don't really have a. Or actually, on Saturday, PSG got Bayern last year as a result yeah. of coming second. The first time the draw came out, Benfica got Real Madrid. That was last year. Pretty sure no, that, was... that that was the that was two years ago during I think. the COVID years. Yeah. yeah, that was two years ago, I think. But the one that they reversed, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They reversed it. We um, reversed it. We ended up getting Ajax and then going to play uh, Liverpool yeah. afterwards. Yes, yes. My bad. Yeah, yes. everybody's everybody knows that uh, a positive result uh, or Benfica has to match whatever. At worst, Benfica has to match whatever result Salzburg gets uh, in order to go into the last fixture and have a, a chance uh, on the head-to-head. But uh, you know, I'm you know we're always uh, with the calculator in hand trying to do things. But I I think that this is a perfect opportunity for Benfica to to have some redemption in front of their fans. Uh, what most likely will be a, a packed Stade de Luz. Uh, I think that this team needs uh, needs to get a win for the fans, uh, and it's uh, it's it's a shame, really. You know, and and as a Benficaista, I'm. I'm embarrassed of uh, of Benfica's campaign this Champions League, just like I was uh, a few seasons ago when we had zero points. Also, but uh, it's this is not this is not the Benfica that I know, uh, and I and I know that you know things happen. We were unlucky with Salzburg. Uh, we gave up a goal early. Uh, we had a penalty. We had a red card. The game just got out of hand. They also see that too strong. Inter too strong. Um, so I, but I think that it thinks the odds are, are more in our favor against Inter tomorrow than they were any other time. I'm glad you brought that up about being embarrassed about this campaign so far this season, because I know a lot of people, especially the Freddies in the chat, some of them are not going to like what I'm going to say now, but seeing a lot of people on social media celebrating Barcelona's victory today against our rivals, Porto. And look, get me wrong. I'm happy. My <laughs> boys won't fell score a game-winning goal against Porto. I'm happy anytime Porto loses. But it just it, it looks kind of idiotic that here we yeah. are making fun of them, and they're at nine points. If they win next week, they advance, and we're yeah. we're, we're not going through in the competition. So sometimes we have to remember where we stand before we laugh at others. Yeah, just wanted to. I, I'd gladly switch places with them. Losing to Barcelona today and having to play uh, Shakhtar next week uh, or whatever next week or the week after, whenever the hell they play. Yeah. Uh, to see if we get through to the to the next round. So, I'll switch places with them. Yeah. Look, I I think that uh, it's definitely a a reason for for joy. But keep that joy to yourself, man. Don't go uh, on social media and boast because that shit usually has a way to come back at you. Uh, yeah. Was I happy? Yeah, absolutely. I think I already saw somebody in. Uh, in the chat say, oh, Aussie Benfica's the John Felix. Somebody had said, that, I think it was Aussie. Everybody's happy that John Felix and um, Abola Kaderna says, anyone else enjoy João and João scoring against Porto today? Yeah. You know, I think that we all are, uh, but certainly it's not something that we like to boast. At least I don't. I don't like to boast publicly because, like I said, uh, the one who laughs last laughs best. Right, that that's how it goes, Christina. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a tricky fixture for Benfica. But I think now is the time. If you need to do something and and really um, 
give the fans some joy and, and give the fans some confidence that we could at least stay in Europe, albeit through the Europa League, I think that you have to do something. You have to do something because what you've done so far is not acceptable uh, for a club like Benfica, for, for fans, for the dedicated, loyal fans that travel thousands of, of kilometers to watch this Benfica team. Uh, I think you, you need to do something here. Uh, this is the opportunity where you need to do this. And I think that Roger Schmidt has to pass on that, that, uh, that message uh, to the team. Uh, so far, look, things haven't gone our way. We're not going to make the, the knockout stages. Let's put it all behind us. Let's start fresh here. Our focus needs to be uh, on, whether, uh, on staying in Europe. If that indeed is the focus, which I, I believe internally that is, that is the focus, it should be the focus for, uh, for Benfica fans, right? I think that any Benfica fan would want uh, the team to remain in, in Europe. Uh, Cristiano and I have already voiced our, our concerns in terms of the quality of this team and how um, detrimental continuing in Europe could be for our title aspirations. So, you know, there, there's an argument in that aspect. But look, as a Benfica, I want, always want the Benfica to win. I always want Benfica to succeed and, and to go far in competitions. And the competitions are there for us to to uh, to play them and, and to, to win them and to be uh, competitive in them. So I, I think that uh, now is the time. Dave. You got any stats on this game, or or can we move on to uh, next let's, one? Let's let's move on. I don't have anything on the, <laughs> okay. this game. Okay, it's better that you don't. Yeah, it's better we're that beating you... a dead horse. At yeah, this, uh, it's this better point. than you don't. Benfica's next uh, next domestic game is going to be uh, on Sunday, 6 p.m. local against uh, Murerense. Uh and Murerense has been doing quite well. Dave, what's Murerense up to this week? This uh, season, they're, this year, they're uh, they're having a great season uh, from their standards. Just uh, like you said, promoted back up. Currently in fifth with twenty points from six wins, two draws, three losses uh, this season. They've got the third def- best defensive record, with only conceding uh, ten goals through their first eleven matches. And they're coming in on a three-game uh, winning streak and winning winning four out of their last five uh, league matches. Yeah. Be a, looks what seems to be a well-organized uh, club here, with uh, and it's always uh, difficult to play against uh, them. Too historically, uh, twenty-three wins, seven draws, two losses, but the last five only uh, two wins and uh, three draws against them. Yeah, the past couple games between both teams, the most recent couple games, uh, and one was for the uh, Tasa de Cerveja, and another one was for the League of 21-22, if I'm not mistaken. Both ended in ties for Benfica. Um, like Dave said, uh, Morenes is in fifth. They don't give up a lot of goals, um, but they also don't score a lot of goals. So this could be a, an extremely uh, tricky situation for for uh, for Benfica. They have uh, Morenes have, have only lost to uh, Porto Braga and Sporting. Uh, in domestically, which is, like I said, assumed uh, losses. Uh, and then they lost to Paredes uh, in the Portuguese Cup, which was a tomba gigante uh, situation. But uh, I'm thinking it's going to be a, 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 another tough game, another tough game for Benfica in a, in a field that's usually tough for Benfica. And understanding how 
one-dimensional Benfica, this Benfica team has been with all, it seems that all of our game is through the middle. We don't stretch out the, the game. We don't open up wide. We don't have backs that will go up on the fields up and down to stretch the field and create mismatches in the final third. I think that this is going to be another predictable game for Benfica. I'm not anticipating Kakshu to, to start. I think he's going to repeat the same lineup that he played against Famalicão. Uh, but this is going to be a, a tough game for Benfica. And uh, anyone out there that's thinking this is going to be a walk in the park, uh, I think that uh, you're wrong. Wrong. Stianu, what do you think? What, what, is, it, is, it, is it even worth it to ask you what, what your thoughts are and what your expectations are for this game? Inter or Moreirense? Moreirense, pá. Já passamos, pá. Acorda, caralho. I was reading... I was reading... Yeah. Um... Games where? On the road? Yeah. On the road. Pureira Conegos? Yep. I've been there. Yeah. So I've been thinking he's fighting each other. Um, <laughs> yeah, like you said, Alfredo, it's always a difficult pitch for the for Benfica to play in. They, you know, they're going to be compact. They're going to make things difficult. But at the same time, man, look, Benfica just had a tremendous comeback in their last league game. One of those miracle... Know, fall from the sky wins and never give up wins. And if this team's not motivated uh, by that and you know by wanting to to pose a serious threat in the in the Campeonato Português, not much I can say, man. I mean, these guys need to start playing football. They need to start playing up to expectations. Some of these guys are making a lot of money. Some of these guys are brought in uh, for a lot of money. And at some point, this team needs to start clicking. Roger Schmidt has to start, you know, has to get these guys on the same page. He has to get the best out of these guys as he did last year at the beginning of the season with the with you know with everybody on the same page and everybody playing great football. I think it's a lot easier said than done. I don't think it's going to be that easy to, to to do to accomplish. But at the same time, I keep saying it. This is this is a dream job. This is what you get paid to do, man. And if you don't have any pride in you to want to go and win these games and at the, you know, at the bare minimum, turn the season around. I understand you're still in first place, as they've said, could be a lot worse. There's some positives here. But Benfica has to turn this this negativity, they have to turn this page into a positive. And, you know, what better chance than your next opportunity, right? And yeah. that's the way I look at all these games. I think Benfica is favored going to this game. I don't care about their current situation. Uh, regardless, win or lose tomorrow against City Milan, they're still favored to, 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 to beat the likes of uh, the Murirenses of this world. I think Benfica is, you know, has the obligation to beat every team in the Portuguese league. You no, know? uh, and so starts now, man. Let let's turn this thing around. Let's score some goals. Let's bring some positivity into this locker room because we know what confidence does to a football player. Yep, it, it really, you know, converts your season. It turns it upside down. And maybe these guys just get on a winning path. Hugo tells me all the time that Benfica has a team. To mount a serious competition in the Europa League. They they're materia prima. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, on paper, they do, but none of these guys have performed up to that level. You mentioned before you expect Koksu to play. Not to start. But I thought, not I to, thought start. to start. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about Inter. I was I was confused. I was just answering. I think that he will you will get some you will get some some minutes versus Inter, but I don't think he will start. I think Roger Schmidt has to figure out how he's going to deploy Cockshoe. 
Um, as he four, said, four three three. <laughs> four, three, three. As he said in um, in a press conference today, uh, he likes what Tino and, and Nevush bring to the team. Uh, he also feels that the current setup has bring has brought some solidity to to the to the team in terms of how they were exposing themselves earlier uh, in the season. So I I think I don't know I'm. I'm the biggest thing, the biggest question continues to be, where is he going to deploy um, Kokshu? I think, Christian, we already said. Well, it's Juan Mario. It's Juan Mario takes out Rafa to the, Rafa to the and left. And go to a 4-3-3 with double pivot and let him play in front like a triangle. Yep. He plays ahead of those. Yep. And, and look, I, I think, we, you know, we saw Kokshu for 20 minutes against uh, Fumalikau. And, and, and look, the, the guy has, has talent. He has technique. He could do the passing, saw passes from from him. Look, he's he's a guy that he's just not your your typical player. Has he met his potential yet at Benfica? Everything that we were waiting for, no. But he's a guy that we know that the potential is there. I think that he just needs to be deployed in the right position. And I think that when he does, he will be you will be a game changer for Benfica. At least I hope. I think so too. I think he's got the skill and he's got the ability to be a game changer. I, I I do. I mean, obviously, when I say game changer, don't 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 come at me. You know, you know, tell me he's no, you know, Zinga master Ronaldinho. No, I'm not talking about a game changer in that manner. But he has the ability to control the the the, the pace and style of play. If he has the ability to spring our wingers and, and our strikers, he has the ability to feed these guys, make the 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 needle make the nice beautiful pass he has that ability in him he has the ability to score a goal himself i just don't think he's played anywhere near what what we expected i don't think he's played anywhere near his capabilities and i think a lot of that has to do because with the fact that he's he's playing too deep as opposed to uh playing a little bit further up the pitch i know Hugo called me today or yesterday and he was like oh i read an interview from the coach from Coxu's coach and right, he's no ten, so he can't play as a second striker. He's 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 an eight. He's a up. Oh, well, well, the point is, I don't care where you're playing. I think he's playing too deep. I think he needs to 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 be a little bit more involved on the offensive side of things. He's too worried about getting back defensively, and I think everybody nowadays is so worried about the defensive side of the game that they forget that football is a game that you get results from scoring goals. And everybody just wants to defend, 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 defend. Takes all the fun out of the game. The games are boring. There's no action. Everybody's just running around like a bunch of robots. No one's taking anyone on. Chris, you sound like a you sound like a typical American, bro. Ah, bro, that's what it's becoming. (laughs) What it's becoming? Soccer is boring. (laughs) Barely see a, a moment of brilliance, bro. It's just like now. It's oh, get the ball past the ball. Get into space. Get the ball past the ball. Get into space. Like. I understand what you're saying. It takes no skill. I like to see the beautiful game. I understand. Um, yeah, I'm I'm going to get it. Diego Reyes just uh, just asked about the the conference press conference controversy, and and I, I guess Diogo loves Diogo, Diogo loves. <laughs> he's always always trying to stir things up. Yeah, he's a fucking instigator. Um, so just to give you guys some some context and for you guys that haven't really been been following. So um 
after the press conference after the sporting game, one of the and I think it was uh, I forget who it was, but one of the journalists press uh, present uh, asked Roger Schmidt if he thought that the result was better than a performance. Perfectly, um, a perfectly valid question that gets asked all the time, right? So nothing, nothing unnatural there. What was unnatural was uh, Roger Schmidt's response. Roger Schmidt said, well, what do you, what, what do you think? Uh, are you a Sporting fan or are you a Porto fan to think that we didn't deserve to win the game? That was his response, right? And Benfica defended Roger Schmidt a few days later by saying that there is this this plot and this Kabbalah against Roger Schmidt by the media and, you know, we're fed up and we got to defend him, blah, 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 blah. Fast forward to the pre pre Famalicão press conference. BTV reporter always goes first, especially on you know on, on games that will be televised by B, by BTV. But they always go first. So, girl asks a question about the game uh, in English. Roger Schmidt responds. The next three questions were asked in Portuguese. So there was a premeditated premeditated act by the journalists to ask questions in in Portuguese and. I, I I think that there's I could see both sides, right? Uh Lemus, who is Benfica's press officer, I think he's more than that now. But he said, Are you guys gonna be asking uh questions in Portuguese? Because we don't have a translator. We only have translators on Champions League games, so I can't be translating for you guys. All I know is that the next question the next three questions were made in Portuguese and then Lemus got 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 really irritated and the last question was in English. Um, and I could see both sides, right? Because Roger's been here for, for two years and he really hasn't made an effort to learn Portuguese, right? He's in Portugal, right? And a lot of coaches make an effort to be able to communicate in the native tongue. I, I get that. You're in Portugal. Why should the media cater to you? Uh, so that was that was one of one of the angles, but obviously the journalists felt that there was an attack on one of their colleagues, and as a result, they decided to take this action. Um, fast forward to the post game presser against Famalicão. Roger Schmidt spoke to Sport TV in the flash interview. He canceled the presser uh, after the game. Uh, and the reason by Benfica was stated that we did not have enough time to prepare a translator to be able to translate live for Roger Schmidt for the post-game conference against Fomalikau. So as a result, we canceled the conference. So that's where we're at. Fast forward to today. Today, all the questions, most of the questions, uh, I, would, I would say BTV was again in English, all the rest of the journalists uh, asked questions in Portuguese. Roger Schmidt had translated that Benfica provides for you, UCL, blah, 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 blah. So that is the, the controversy that's happening right now. I don't know what's going to go on, but I think that Benfica needs to be prepared with a translator, right? Because why, and I understand both sides, right? But, but as a journalist, and you're in my country, why can't I ask you questions in a tongue that I'm most comfortable in, 
that I'm going to be expressing myself the best to you, right? And let the translator translate that to you as they may. You want to answer in English, I understand English, so on and so forth, right? I don't know what's going to happen with the Murerense game. Uh, I think that uh, at that point, I don't know if it's Murerense's or Benfica's responsibility to come up with a translator in order to address uh, that issue. But that's that's the controversy. So it it went back and forth, uh, and I think I think both at both parts are are at fault here. I certainly understand Benfica's stance. I understand the journalist's stance. Uh, Cristiano and I had a chance to to discuss this, and and look, I, I think the 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 biggest thing is that it was a premeditated act on a journalist's part uh, during that conference, and that's what I felt that there was. There was, there was. They felt that they that Roger Schmidt had gone after them, so they were going to take a stance with this premeditated act. That is the the problem uh, that I that I have was that was was premeditated, but I certainly understand why uh, they did it. Look, to me, there's there's no controversy. If the journalists want to ask questions in Portuguese from going forward, Benfica just has to provide a translator. That's it. That's the end of it. Uh, I don't think there's much more to discuss. I don't think that that Cristiano really has a an opinion that's too too different from from mine. As a matter of fact, when I first brought this up to him, he thought it was a non-issue for for him. Uh, but after I said, well, but this was premeditated, then he said, well, and then I understand the frustration on Befica and Roger Schmidt's frustration and, and Ricardo Lemos' frustration, whatever. But to me, it's it's a it's a non-issue, really. It's just. Benfica needs to be prepared with a translator. If the coach doesn't speak Portuguese, and that's what it is. You got to have somebody on staff. It's not that hard to find an English translator. It's not like you uh that uh, you going into a like a really odd language that the translators for that language are hard to find. Translators for English are are out there. They're out there and they're available. So I I don't know if you know you wanted to add anything on to that Dave, you guys wanted to add anything on to that, but to me there's, you know, it's a bump on the road, but I think that, you know, I also know where the journalists are coming from. Uh, I'll just add two cents there. I know, I think there's there's nothing there, but there's something there as well in terms of the media wanting to create something. I, I, and I get it from their point that they felt uh, attacked by, by Roger, but... Now, now Roger gave them the uh, the spark, and they're just adding fuel to the yeah. the fire at uh, at this point. So, um, me personally, if I wanted to uh, to put even more fuel, I'd if I was Roger, I'd respond in German yeah. and put it back on them. Yeah. Now way. you guys then, go figure it out. Yeah. Now, now it's a complete shit show at that uh, <laughs> at that point. But um, I guess we just sit back and and watch and. Go and see what happens again. But if I wanted to be a little shit disturber, uh, I'd respond back in German. Yeah, he could do that. He has the right to do that because that's his native tongue. He has the right to do that. And anyone that asks some questions in Portuguese, just answer it in German. Let them figure out how they're going to translate that. Um, Cristiano, no, uh, nothing to add, right? Nothing, nothing, look. The guy asked the question the previous week. Was he trying to stir the pot? As as the said, yeah, he was. Roger could have taken a high road. Didn't have to answer that way. I I don't think there's anyone that's 
innocent in this whole situation. I think it's just a bunch of whole gibberish. I think um, if you really want to clarify things and make it easier for everybody, Enfica should have a translator. You said in English, it doesn't have to be in English. You could be a German translator yeah. that speaks Portuguese. You ask the question, you ask it in German. Now Roger answers in German, and he, and he answers back. I think Enfica hired the foreign coach, have a translator, so he could deal with your national media. Right. That's it. Simple. I, I, it's that simple. I don't understand yeah. why people are making such a big deal about this. And the media antagonizes. Yes, that's what the media does. The media's there to ask questions. The media wants a reaction out of you. That's that's what they yeah. get paid for. And and Honestly. yeah, I, I get that antagonizing, right? Because out of the five questions that were asked, only two pertain to the game. Everything else was just filler. Shit that just to stir the pot. Let me just read some comments here before we, we go. Uh, Jason Gaidola says, as someone who is a journalist, the media shouldn't shouldn't have acted that way. It's their job to deliver stories. Roger Schmidt doesn't uh, doesn't look if he doesn't have to answer it. I mean, um, look, Jason, hold on, Alfredo, real quick. The heart was in a way I can. Oh, you know, I come I come from that back, right? Yeah. Necessarily have a degree in journalism, but I come from on that role many. And what Jason is saying, he's technically correct. But Jason, what Jason is describing is the old school media. Fortunately, that's just not the way things are nowadays. Mm-hmm. He's right. A professional journalist is there to do a job and to deliver the story and tell the story, not to be part of the story. He's 100% correct. But today's media is changing. Nowadays, anybody with a phone, with a camera, with a mic on it, with a credential, could become a reporter. And so people want to make names for themselves. People want to Clicks. get attention. And at the same time, at the same time, due to the fact that there is a lot more competition nowadays for content and for that story, people have to create content. They have to ask the ordinary question. They have to ask, you know, the, the question out of the box in order to get a reaction, to fill whatever they need to fill by their deadline by that night. So Jason is correct. But I think Jason is is a nice guy. That's old school. That's yeah. that's the definition of, of of a journalist. That's exactly yeah. what he described. But we're in 2023, and we all know things aren't the same. So yeah. regular stories don't sell papers. You want the controversy. You want yep. shit that's going to stir the pot. Clickbait. Clickbait. Absolutely. Yeah. Rui Sosafreira says translation for German. It should be. Yeah. Diogo Reis, I don't think the tone and context from the re- that reporter asking about performance versus result was innocent. Guy was stirring the pot. And if I'm Schmidt, I respond only in German for the rest of the season. Uh, Shiko Merslin says it's the journalist's problem if they don't want any answers to their questions. How did the guys feel, uh, you know, and uh, Shiko, just getting up on some other comments. I feel that, uh, Shiko Merslin says, I feel that the momentum that could have come with the Derby win was lost with the international break. That is always is. But I said that Benfica has got momentum now after a tremendous yeah. comeback victory. Chico mentioned, and you know, obviously, it's the point. But yeah, Chico mentioned it's the international break kind of put a damper into that. Yeah, but they need to get it back up, and Roger Schmidt has to get the. Hey, that stick by whatever. Yeah, uh, Abola Kadarin says thoughts on the new proposed sin bins rule. Players punished oh, for dissent would temporarily yeah. remove from a match for ten minutes. I could see the Portuguese league game being seven on seven. Don't don't. Yeah, I, to me, it's just uh, the way I feel. Don't don't fucking don't ruin the game. 
I mean, it's bad enough that they're extending VAR now to yeah. throw-ins, corners. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like, it's like they, they don't want the game to end as is. Look, you know I, I think the, the biggest thing goes, I, I think the league, I think the referees, they all have to change the culture of each one of the leagues because he, each league is, is different. The game style and the way the referees interact with, with players and the way the referees approach games and the way players approach games. And we had the interview with Bernard Silva in which he said the Portuguese league, if, you know, player goes down, you touch him, player goes down, it's a foul. You know, but a lot of that comes from the referees that allow it. You know, once England has always been um, extremely forgiving. <laughs> I don't know if forgiving is the right word, right? But they've always been very serious. Passive, pa passive is the word that you'd use? Passive. Well, I thought you were going to say in terms of contact. Okay. No, I think that the, the referees allow shit, uh, allow shit to go on. They don't fall for the for the little theatrical uh, simulations, uh, and I think that they they call the hard fouls when they need to call them. And sometimes there's fouls that there's contact. Football is a contact sport. Sometimes there's contact, but there are two players that are that are legally going for the ball. It's just a little bit more force than, than usual. If the contact is legal, there's no reason why she should be stop and play. It's like it, it's like the, play, the the game against Famalicão. How many times did the referees stop the play when Benfica had just been fouled, but they also had the advantage in possession, and the referee just brought it back? It's just it's a culture thing, folks. The league has to do something about it. The referee committee has to do something about it. And until we change that culture, uh, the the quality, the time that you, the active time that you that you play, is not going to get any better. I'm sorry to you say. Know, funny. You know, it's funny you see Porto in the Champions League. You don't see him with. No. Because they know they won't play with him. Same thing with Benfica and Sporting. I say Porto, say Benfica, but they they don't. They don't act like immature, spoiled children in Champions League because they know they're not going to get away with that. It's they know Portuguese league. It's they want controversy. They want to, this is what sells. We, we all talk trash about this nonsense, but we don't turn away. Yeah, and look, it's and everybody, it, everybody it, talks about Sam TV, but they're the most watched TV right. channel in Portugal. Right. Everybody's watching. It's like that car crash. Because, that nobody wants. Yeah, to, that's that's the culture that we've created. The the culture of you know, pecherada, you know, uh, you know, it just, <clears throat> it's just, it's just not good. It's not good for, for football in Portugal. Uh, and look, uh, you know, Portugal is not a big country. The league is not very well known, but there's a lot of talent that comes out of Portugal and it should be a league that people would, would watch as a secondary league. But when you watch some of these games, first of all, they're not well attended, unless it's Sporting Porto or Benfica or Braga. The rest of the teams, they pull in 1,200 people, 2,000 people, whatever. You know. But as an outsider, if I'm watching Portuguese football and I'm watching even one of the big clubs, right, and I see this whistle after whistle, guys on the ground, got theatrical simulations, is this something I really want to spend my time watching? No. So if if the league wants to do something about attracting 
um, the league and the rights to the league to other markets, which it, it, it's an at an all-time low currently. I, there's no uh, TV contract for England. I don't think there's a TV contract in Spain. There's no TV contract in, in, in France. Uh, and it's, it's a shame because the product that we currently have, it sucks for a spectator. And as a spectator and as a neutral, I wouldn't want to watch a league where guys are constantly on the ground and constantly whistles to stop the game and there's no flow, there's no entertainment, there's no back and forth. So, but it has to start with the referees and it has to start with the league. All right, I'll get off my soapbox. Um, we'll, we're going to say goodbye. Thank you, all of you guys. Christian, do you have anything else to add or can we go? What about you, Dave? All good on my end. All right. We want to thank uh, all the all the, all the the Freddies. I know that Chico said that he played for Parij. Um, good for you, Chico. As canelas aí estava impressionado agora paredes. Yeah, and, and Diogo Reis says this this Conceição and Martinez. I'm not going to get into that because uh, you know if Conceição did what Roger Schmidt did, everybody would laugh it off. <laughs> this Conceição being Conceição, but uh, when it was Roger Schmidt, there's a double standard. But anyway, it's to stir up the pot. Bro. Yeah, it's stir up the pot. Uh, that's all we got. Thank you, all of you guys that took the time to uh, to tune in, tune in to us, uh, whether you're watching this live on YouTube or whether you're going to uh, download the podcast and then listen to it a little later. Thank you for for um, turning to us for for your information and your entertainment. We certainly appreciate it. All the guys that were in the chat, active, uh, appreciate you all. Uh, I know that Cristiano loves you all, and you guys are all going to be on Cristiano's Christmas list. Yes, sir. Love Sit. you guys. Peace. See you, everybody. Carrega. Take care.